0: Hey y'all, welcome back. My name is Victoria and you're listening to NYCT with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. NYC. Okay, so I'm working on getting intro music, which I am thrilled about and I can't wait to share. I've had some ideas cooking and I started to put music together once I panicked and realized that was something that should be on my podcast checklist because, again, never done this before, but I want to try and elevate as many stories and voices as possible all the way from that first click of the play button, that intro music, through the podcast all the way to the end. And so just wanted to make sure that whatever music I decided to go with was as perfectly as in alignment with my mission as possible but I thought it was fitting for episode one to have a little DIY moment because if you live in New York City you're familiar with DIYing and being a little scrappy and it reminds me of when I was a kid my dad would put duct tape on anything he could that needed fixing before getting it fixed or if duct tape could fix it great on to the next thing. When he sends me care packages from North Carolina, like cookies for a party I'm having or decorations for the holidays, I always know the package is mine because instead of clear packing tape, the packages are wrapped in duct tape. I could notice them from a mile away, but that is something I love about my dad. And it's a great reminder that it doesn't always matter how things are packaged or done or look on the outside. I'd rather have a refreshing new podcast that means something to my community and listeners and makes people feel seen and heard and less alone that makes people feel more bold and courageous that makes you laugh that feels relatable than have a sparkly turd of a podcast when which I don't know like if y'all know what a sparkly turd is, but it's basically something that sparkles and shines on the outside, has all the features, the ding-dings, the da-da's, and looks expensive, but is shit on the inside. And I don't want that type of platform, and I don't want to be that type of person. So yes, I am sitting on my floor, on my cheetah rug, recording this intro at 12 a.m. after a full day of work, but I'm glowing from within at the opportunity to be here with you. Thank you so much, y'all, for choosing to be here. You being you is your ticket to this tea party. And again, thank you for giving me 30-ish minutes of your time. I am really grateful and excited about giving 100% of myself to you. In full transparency, just going to be real with y'all for a minute, I recorded this intro outside of this little bit here last week. And from the very beginning of this journey and launching this podcast, I promised myself I wouldn't re-record, judge myself, or give myself second chances, and that I would just hit record and go for it. But I didn't say I wouldn't add a little something right before the scheduled publish time, because there was something I really wanted to be honest about. I am so scared to do this, and... I am someone who takes a lot of pride in being vulnerable and open and feeling the love and receiving the love and just like being in the flow. But after putting my trailer out, I felt butt ass naked. And then when I was actually naked in the shower, I was second guessing who am I to start a podcast. And as soon as I got out of the shower, the next thing I started to do was create an outline to re record this thing after I promised myself I wouldn't because an outline felt safe and it's what the other podcasters do and it's what Google tells you to do. But then the outline felt like too put together and this is my tea party. This is my tea party. Like I make the rules, but we are equal here. This is not a circus. I don't want to perform. I've been performing my whole life. But I was thinking like, oh my gosh, what if people judge me or what if what I have to say isn't thoughtful or entertaining enough? What if the voice I'm putting to my hundreds of journal entries that I've already written down, that I've already lived through, doesn't say what I think my audience wants to hear? I am so afraid of failure, of judgment, of saying the wrong things, of not being enough, others perception of me is so crippling and it's something I've unfortunately always dealt with and as I've gotten a little bit older it's gotten better because really nothing matters like we're all specks of dust but I'm hoping by the time I'm like 65 that I really don't give any folks um even like Gosh, this is literally so embarrassing to share, but this is like how bad it is. So I have analytics on my Instagram because I have a business account for modeling and I can see that people send slash save my posts and sometimes I have to check them for brands and when I see my posts are being shared, I automatically think, oh my gosh, someone is sending that to someone else and talking shit about me. And it is like so cringe, again, to share how insecure I can be at times. But honestly, that honesty right there is what this podcast is about. And it, it feels like a gift I can share with you because I know other people feel the same. And it's crazy because in so many ways, I'm a very confident person But I think it's okay to be both. We are so complex and we are human and it just didn't feel right to keep that from y'all when I'm trying to build this community rooted in authenticity and it's the whole point of me doing this. I'm not trying to be like, hey, y'all, I'm Victoria and I've got it figured out. But instead, I'm like, hey, I'm Victoria and I have some of it figured out. You'll be good. Let me give you a hug and spill some tea on life because I already went through some of it. Come with me. Let's hold hands. Maybe I can help. Not listen to me and look up to me because I have it figured out and I'm perfect and I'm a role model and you should learn from me and take notes. No, 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 no. My platform is an outlet where me and my community can say, hey, here is some of my light. I want to share it with you. Take it and feel like you have permission to share your light too. Here's my courage. Let's be courageous together. Lately, I have been trying to be much more intentional and grounded. And after falling into some of these oldish behaviors of overthinking and feeling the need to people please, I put that girl to rest. And then I burst out laughing. Y'all, I was in actual tears because I was like, after all of this thinking, like this whole overthinking, this roller coaster. That I was on, I was like, Victoria, Summer Wetzel, humble yourself. <laughs> like, no one is talking about you. No one is talking about you and your podcast. And if they are, and if you are worried about it, both parties. Whoever's talking about you and you need to get alive, need to see yourself out and get over it. Like, <laughs> Get over it, V. Humble yourself. Like, chill out. Chill out. Stop worrying so much. No one cares. And the only people who care, who really care, who you should care about are your cheerleaders, are people rooting for you. Isn't that crazy? So cheers to honesty and honestly I'm proud of myself for recording for showing up again after publishing my trailer and giving y'all this episode because something else about me besides clearly thinking people are obsessed with me is I am someone with big ideas and I'm always coming up with new projects or hustles or I'm trying new things or taking risks, dreaming up new business adventures and partnerships. But because I do a million things and I have my modeling career or other side jobs that make me money in real time, not every idea I have makes it to the finish line or it like almost makes it there, but not quite. But I had an epiphany recently. I realized It's okay for things to just bring you joy and for that to be enough. Maybe you desire to start a side business or you have a project that eventually could be profitable, but even if you're not earning money right away, maybe you will, maybe you won't. But if it lights you up and if you have good intentions and something you desire to share with the world, you should just go for it. And most importantly, if your something or some things makes getting out of bed a little easier in the mornings. I'm sorry, but you have to do it. You need to do it. So before I keep chit-chatting away, I want to ask you a question. What is the one thing that brings you joy, that puts a little pep in your step, that makes your day easier? Think about it. And if it's something you feel you can share with others, will you share it with me will you share it with your community because that exchange of gifts is one of life's greatest treasures so who am i to start a podcast okay Who was I to move to New York City from North Carolina when I had no money and very few connections? Who was I to become a Ford model? Who was I? Who am I? Why do I deserve to have life-changing, beautiful moments? And in the same breath, sometimes I'm like, why was I the person sitting on the subway next to the guy who decided to take a shit on the floor of the train? Or why did those girls treat me like that? Or why did that guy ghost me? Or why was I in the wrong place at the wrong time? But why am I in the right places at the right time, the right time every single day? We make choices and those choices lead us towards where we're going or maybe they lead us in the opposite direction, but we get rerouted and back on track. But the point is, each moment, no matter where we're going, no matter where we are, those moments are gifts and our lives, being here with one another is magical. Our stories are magical and our days are numbered. And sometimes those days are really freaking awesome and sometimes they're dark and cloudy. But I truly believe I felt a pull from something greater than myself, something outside myself to start this podcast because my purpose is to walk alongside of you, walk through the good, the bad, and ugly with you and to share those parts of me, those days with you too. My life in New York City feels like a movie sometimes. I look around and I can't believe that this is my life and I feel really lucky to experience the city even though it has its flaws because this city is my home and it's a place that some people only dream of and I get to live here. I get to experience this. I get to play a character in this movie. But I don't play a perfect character in the movie. You know, I'm the girl who misses the mark, who drops her coffee or spills it down her white blouse, who runs like a chicken with her head cut off, who has had to scrape together pennies to get rent paid on time. I'm the girl who was in the longest line of her life at Target but only had dollar bills because my debit card had insufficient funds so I paid with all my groceries or for all my groceries with dollar bills and I thought people in line were going to kill me but you know what I still got my groceries and I'm still hanging in there I was hanging in there I am hanging in there and I'm still steps ahead of other people struggling I was at best a C student growing up and I will tell you one thing those grades like that did not matter. I don't even know where my transcript is and fun fact my transcript actually has an F on it for an intro to guitar class because I stopped going. I stopped showing up but thought I had let the registrar office no but I guess I didn't do it the correct way like through the website to remove myself from the course and my professor never checked in with me never said hey Victoria I haven't seen you in class where are you and said he just failed me so now I have an F on my transcript but again no one asked for that and it just depends on what you want to do with your life obviously like if you want to be a doctor if you want to be dentist, if you are a lawyer, like there's a lot of jobs that your grades matter, your degree matters, but for me personally, I'm grateful to have gone to college because I'm a first generation student and I know it made my mom really proud for me to go to college and she worked really hard to help send me to college, but just like my experiences in New York City... I look back at college and I remember the people and I remember the experiences I had and the musicals I got to perform in and the late night cookout runs. I don't sit around thinking about whether or not I was like top of my class. And I think this, you know, kind of relates to like my next point of Getting that degree and moving to New York City and for the last couple years, giving a good chunk of my New York City journey to jobs that were backup plans versus having the courage to fully commit to my plan A. Because society loves to tell artists, loves to tell dreamers like, oh, that's a great idea. You should go for it, but you should also have a plan B. But the joke's on me and also on society because I was laid off twice from corporate jobs that were supposed to be secure and stable, secure, stable corporate jobs that took me seriously because I had an ex-college degree. And the first time it happened, I felt like my world was flipped upside down, like my identity was taken away from me. But your identity is not your job. Just like your degree is not your identity. It's just a job. And we are specks of dust. When business gets hard, it doesn't matter how dedicated you are or how valuable you think you are to a company. And I know we are out here trying to survive to make money. Everyone has different financial situations. There are sacrifices that have to be made, etc. I'm just saying it's equally as important to be as dedicated to yourself, your dreams, your impact, your worth, your personal brand and business as you feel you should be to someone else's. I've been living in New York City for six years, and I have a pretty broad background. I grew up performing and went to school for business and theater. I moved to New York City and worked in news for CBS, and then I went to cast reality television. I worked in tech sales as a server bartender, still do that. I worked at cycling studios. I taught dance to kids. I've walked dogs. When I was really struggling, I delivered seamless on foot all while freelance modeling. We'll talk about the seamless story another day. But I counted recently, and I think in the last six years, I've had around 21 plus side hustles and jobs, and I've lived in seven apartments. It took me a really long time to feel at home In New York City, but I do now. I feel at home though not because of my accomplishments, how many jobs I've had, the career and life I've built for myself, how hard we work to live here. I feel at home because of the people I've met on my journey, because of the people I get to interact with every day, and because I finally set free the parts of me who played it safe who felt like she was living someone else's dream and not hers. It's been almost a year since I lost my corporate job, my last corporate job, and I haven't looked for another because five months after I left the corporate world, I got signed by court, by cord, (laughs) cord models, Ford models, and not, it's not the trucks. I don't work for the trucking company. Sometimes I tell people, they're like, what do you do for work? Like I work, I'm with Ford they're like, oh, what do you do with Ford? I just had the trucking company. You guys know what I meant. Built Ford tough. No, the agency. But to each their own. And I'm sure there's a lot of really awesome people who work for Ford. But no, I'm with Ford Models. One of the best agencies in the world. And I truly believe in the power of timing because I had submitted to them for years and never heard back or never got asked to come in for a meeting and that's okay because the timing wasn't right and I needed to be my best self my most unapologetic self because when I was ready and when I started to step into that power and I stopped really being who I was and started growing into who I am and who I desired to be. When I was ready, what was meant for me found me. And there are a ton of sacrifices you have to make and consequences for choosing yourself and your dreams. This is not a glamorous thing. Every day I'm actively choosing myself my dreams even if it means struggling at times waiting on payments figuring out what's next for my brand and career wondering when the next shoot will be bartending on the weekends explaining to people over and over why I can't hang out because I have a non-traditional schedule and people say all the time I don't know how you do it or how do you work multiple jobs and I'm like well I have to and it's okay because I'm lucky and my life is full to being human, to learning, growing, making mistakes, feeling things, to loving people, to having no boundaries and learning how to set them. No one roots for the perfect character in a movie. They root for the people like us, the badasses, the whole imperfect people. And as long as you are kind and you have good intentions and you're trying, you will win. NYCT is a tea party that brings people together and encourages others to keep shining on. Isn't that what we are all trying to feel? Connection, intimacy, love, and joy? When I moved to New York City, I had big dreams, but those dreams don't even come close to what New York City had in store for me. And back then, my first year, I cried almost every day. I couldn't see what was on the other side or imagine the community of hundreds of people I am so lucky to have in my life now or interact with during my days who have changed me and my life. And I don't know about you, but I feel very disconnected from social media right now. In my career, It feels like it's expected to be a content creator or you're taken more seriously if you have more followers. So more followers equals more worth, which is so wrong and untrue. A couple of years ago, I tried to start this platform called That Self Love Stuff. It was a community and I was trying to build this community for people to share their self-love journeys with me in an interview format and I'd highlight them on my page and I did a bunch of outreach for it to body positivity advocates influencers models etc and either I didn't get a response or I'd get responses like keep me posted when it grows or when you have a larger audience check back in and I'd love to chat or reconsider a conversation And this was before TikTok blew up. This was like prime 2019. And I remember feeling so discouraged and was just confused. I'm like, wait, I thought these people like sharing their stories. They won't share it with little old me. What if I blow up? What if this like becomes the next best thing? But when the pandemic hit, I kind of gave up on that and... I was like, you know what? Well, let me try to tell my own story. Let me hop on this TikTok bandwagon. And so I started posting on TikTok. I was not attracting the crowd I was trying to share my story with. I was attracting a ton of freaky freaks. These men who were like saving my videos and commenting gross things. And it just gave me the ick. And I was like, that does not work for me. Because also they're saving my videos for free. Like they should at least be paying for it. And so I stopped posting like right after I had grown to 50 or fifty fifteen thousand 15,000 followers, like basically overnight, but they were all men. And again, stopped posting. I did not want that for myself. And I later regretted it because I was like, dang, if I would have just like put up with it. And just kept posting and continued to grow my followers and stayed consistent. Maybe I could have eventually attracted a different audience and I could be where other influencers are now. And I even had this mentor in the industry who was supposed to be like looking out for me and celebrating me and developing me. Say to me two years ago that I should create content like someone else so I can grow my followers and my following. They said I should be more like another content creator. They said I should be like someone else. And that is one of the grossest things someone has ever said to me. It was the biggest turnoff and I still have a bad taste in my mouth about it. Because even now, if creating TikToks or Reels doesn't feel true to me, I don't want to do it. I only do it if it feels true to me and if the brand I want to work with has a strong mission or I guess if the brand who wants to work with me has a strong mission because to me it kind of feels like performing And, you know, we already went through that earlier. It's like I have to be on to be seen, to look a certain way, to grow, to be somebody, to get noticed, to get recognized, to have this perfect white wall and these plants and these shelves and get partnerships, etc. And it feels, again, like I'm trying to be somebody when I already am somebody with purpose. And I get a lot of it has to do with branding and with a lot of companies, personal brand and mission, etc. But I don't want to lose sight of who I am and what my personal brand and mission is in order to say like I worked with this brand or I collabed or I partnered with them on social media. Because this is my purpose. And I will continue to post on socials and create, and I'm excited to create content around this podcast specifically because, yes, it's media. But this is the truth of who I am and the truth of my community. And this is a space that I'm creating that I feel safe and authentic in. And I'll never run out of stories or moments or people to talk to or things to celebrate because life is abundant and because there are 8 million people in New York City. And guess what? None of us need to be anyone but ourselves. So who am I to start a podcast? My name is Victoria and... You're listening to NYCT. Talk to you next week.